First, I want to tell you about our sponsor is uh, Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock, uh, it's, a great, it's a great service because if you've never protected yourself against home title fraud, you may already be a victim of it. Uh, it's the, one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And you know, because the, the stakes are really high, if you can get someone's documents and, and transfer to, uh, ownership of the title into your name, you can do all sorts of fun stuff. You can uh, borrow off of the equity and steal hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not sell the home out from under somebody you don't want to be on the wrong side of that equation. Uh, you are going to feel like you got hit by a truck if you are. Uh, so go to Home Title Lock. Get the uh, get the $100 search uh, that they have for free. It's a free title scan and report. See if your home's already been compromised. It's $100 value. Why not get it for free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com? Protect yourself. Protect your home. Protect your biggest investment, the place where you just made a bunch of memories uh, over the holidays. Make sure it's still in your name in a couple of weeks. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. HomeTitleLock.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. We've got uh, Ocasio Cortez's um, radical New Deal to talk about because this is going to be great for everybody. I, I, I can't wait till they get this passed. I know I'm excited about <laughs> get it. Get into that. <laughs> Uh, also, Chuck Todd won't even, he won't even consider anybody with any debate on climate change, because that's all settled. And he'll only present one side of that argument. Uh, made that really clear on Sunday. Um, it's just not even news anymore. They're just not even doing news anymore. And they're certainly no longer hiding the fact that they're not doing it anymore. Not it's, at all. They it's don't a- care. It's a pretty amazing. They just don't care. We're getting to that in uh, about 60 seconds right here on the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let's talk about something real here. You can put off a lot of things in life. You don't have to join a gym. You can clean your gutters, but usually they will rot off your house. But here's another thing you shouldn't put off, and that is getting home security. It's your home. It's your family. It's your stuff. You want to protect it, but there's always something holding you back. And most likely, it's the idea of paying an awful lot of money or paying a middleman and being indebted forever. It also could be the fact that they want you to schedule a six-hour installation window. You don't have time for that. Simply Safe Home Security has gotten rid of... Of all of those reasons not to get home security. And I'm about to tell you how to save a ton, too. These guys are really great. They don't have any contracts. There's no wiring. There's no markup. There's no installation windows. Just professional quality home security with 24-hour professional monitoring. Now you can save hundreds on Simply Safe with their extended holiday sale. Just go to simplysafebeck.com to get this great offer at simplysafebeck.com. Save on home protection today, but hurry. The holiday sale ends January 8th. That's simplysafebeck.com. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, Glenn is back on on Monday. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's going to be interesting to see as uh, the new Congress people are sworn in today. It's going to be interesting to see whose agenda wins the day. Will it be the the moderates in the party? Are there even any moderates in the Democrat Party anymore, or is it going to be the radical agenda of some of the incoming freshmen who are Democratic socialists? Well, there's some moderate socialists. That we know. Now, there's some extreme socialists as well, but there's some mm-hmm. right down the middle of the line socialists. socialists. Yeah. And then there's some, and a few I would say, communists would say, who, are, yeah. who are right, you know, sort of center ish. Center communists? Yeah. 
And then there's mm-hmm. some, I would say, there's two or three real conservative communists. Uh, <laughs> they are like real small government conservative mm-hmm. communists, which believe that only like 97% of all the economy should be run by the government. And those people are, I mean, they're extreme in the party. There's only a few, yeah. but there's a couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, it's kind of what we're <laughs> up against in the Democrat Party now, because the Democrat Party, they're not Democrats anymore, as a rule. Um, the, the party has been taken over by socialists and in fact it was um what is his name perez right the the head of the dnc Mm -hmm. who said that this is the future that the ocasio cortezes are the future of the democrat party Mm -hmm. really socialists are the future of the democrat party are you listening to yourself they're a little bit more of the past than they've admitted as well yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean that's i think the interesting note here is that This is a party that used to try so hard to hide the fact that they wanted a giant government. I mean, remember, the era of big government is over was Bill Clinton. That's not that long ago. I mean, it's 20 years ago, but that was what they where they were to the point where they actually said growing government wasn't even a thing anymore. Right now they're admitting they're socialists and they're saying that's the future of the party. It's it's quite a jump. So uh, it wasn't until recently that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez provided, you know, some of the details of her proposal for the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but she finally spoke at a town hall and she declared this is going to be the New Deal, the Great Society, the Moonshot, the Civil Rights Movement of our generation. Now, we, we still don't have the specifics, but of course, it includes uh, free health care. It <laughs> includes uh, free college education. Um, she is going to eliminate all fossil fuel powered electricity. She's proposing elimination of all fossil fuel powered electricity. So I assume, Pat, she's going nuclear, which is obviously a huge, easy, Uh, uh, emission free Uh, way to (laughs) generate mass amounts of electricity. But we are going to close every coal and natural gas powered plant. Now, natural Um, gas, by the way, is the thing responsible for the giant drop in emissions that was had nothing to do with a treaty uh, in the United States. Mm-hmm. We had a big drop of, because we took a decent amount of our electricity and transferred it from coal to natural gas. Now she wants to get rid of that, too. She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because, Stu, it's time to do renewable sources of power, especially wind and solar, um, because that will that will create massive amounts of uh, new jobs in the renewable resource in, industry. Um, and it'll be so affordable because those mm. technologies are so well perfected now that you could just run everything efficiently with solar and wind. Oh, totally. You shut down all, let's say, uh, coal-fired, all-natural gas, all uh, hydroelectric, electric, and just and just go totally uh, wind and solar, and and we'll be great. I mean, even Elon Musk, with multiple billions of dollars, he's willing to throw at these things. Even he can't make that stuff work. No. Right? Like, I mean, he's right. improved it, and he's come a decent amount. Um, of course, a lot of government handouts in the middle of that as well. But still, it's still, we're still not solving that problem. And this is somebody who's actually competent. Yeah. And can you imagine the government trying to be involved in oh it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. She's also, you know, part of this uh, Green New Deal is a national tax on CO2 emissions. Of course. Uh, that would cost the U.S. economy, they estimate, $4.21 trillion. Over well, what some, period of time? Somewhere though. between four point two one trillion and five point nine eight trillion, so nearly six trillion. 
over the next few centuries. That's a full (laughs) decade. (laughs) I mean, six trillion in a decade. That's it. (laughs) Wow. Of course. By 2040, as much as 12.32 trillion uh, would be lost. Uh, Nearly one quarter of the country's GDP relative to what it would otherwise be could be lost, too, as a result of the carbon tax. I I don't know how people listened to her, and maybe they just didn't listen to her. I, I don't know how you say, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Let's do this. How do you... I mean, I know it's explained in a way from her that uh, is simplistic and would probably sound great because we're just the greatest country in the world and we can just do this stuff. So it's time. Uh, well, how do you pay for it? You know, I'm always puzzled by people who ask me how I pay for it because you just do. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the kinds of explanations you get from her. So maybe it fooled uh, the people of the Bronx? I don't I don't know. I don't think. Honestly, the, b- people make this big deal about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, and part of it is a lot of Republicans are obsessed with talking about her. And the reason for that, of course, is because they dream of this. We just talked about this with Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. When Bill Clinton was going to be elected, if you were a conservative talk show host, you had to go on the air and say, I know he's saying the era of big government is over, but what he really means is he wants a lot more big government. And that was not an easy sell to people. You had mm-hmm. to go through each policy individually. It was a dream of Republicans for a half century to convince voters, I swear to you, no, these people are basically socialists. Or at the very least, want to walk us down that road way too far. They want to get way too close to socialism. And every Republican since like 1945 has been saying, hey, guys, socialism is encroaching on us. Look at this party is trying to do this to you. Now they're all saying they're socialists. Yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a dream for Republicans to go up against because she is saying exactly the thing they're trying to pin on on the party. She's saying, yep, you're right. You've been saying we're socialists for 50, 60, 70 years, and you Mm. were right. That is a dream. That's why the Republicans love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then add in the additional amount that she usually screws up the details of her job and doesn't seem to know much about it. But that's not why she got elected in in the Bronx, right? She got elected in the Bronx because they had a 900-year-old old guy, old white dude, who had been there for a zillion years. And she looked better. She looked better. She was younger. She was exciting. She was mm-hmm. new. They wanted change. They had just gone through an election where they lost to Donald Trump. I mean, again, put your head in the mind of a left leftist here. You're really upset about this. You can't believe this is happening. You know whose fault it is? It's those people who have been in control all this time. So they picked a new person. They had no idea. She Again, she was waiting tables at a restaurant a few months before this. They had no idea what her policies were. Yeah, she got out and she, you know, she went on TV a few times. But mostly went on TV and made really bad mistakes. And she took an election that no one thought she she could win. And, and she deserves credit for that. That's not easy to do. But, I mean, you get a, I, I don't think if the Democrats wind up going down that road that Perez is suggesting and saying that this is the future of our party. We're I think they're here. going to. I think you're I think you're right. I think they're going Especially to. Especially with this primary. Yeah. This is a blessing uh, in disguise for uh, Republicans, conservatives, whatever you want to say. Because I hope so. Because they're all going to have to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez themselves in this primary yeah. to win it. 
Yeah. They're, you're either going to you're either going to say you want universal jobs, universal health care, uh, green taxes, every single little pet project of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. If you don't say you want it, you lose the primary. I mean, she's talking basic income. Mm-hmm. So a guaranteed basic income for all Americans, universal health care, universal education. Um, and there's just there's no way. There's no way you can provide all of that no. in the United States of America. You can't do it. I mean, it's just a, impossible. A left-leaning think tank went through these numbers and said, now this was not, this is the, again, it did not include universal jobs, which as I'm assuming is going to be part of this eventually too. It would have to be if you're going to get a basic income, right? right? Um, and that was at $32 trillion um, total over cost 10 over years. 10 years. $32 yeah. Trillion. yeah. Um, and the actual, that was like... That was a pretty ridiculous estimate because it did stuff like, well, okay, minimum wage goes to $15. The assumption is uh, people um, who make $13 will go up to 15 and they're trying to factor in the cost. And that makes sense, right? If you're making mm-hmm. 13, they would raise it to 15. If you're making eight, they would raise it to 15. And they tried to factor that in. What they didn't factor in is if you have a guaranteed job and you're at $17 an hour working, why would you stay working at $17 going 40 hours a week and busting your butt? When for, to do nothing, you're guaranteed a job at $15 an hour. <laughs> How many people who are making $14 an hour now at a real job are going to say, well, why don't I just take the guaranteed job for $15 an hour and I don't have to actually work? I'm going to say <laughs> everyone, everybody, right? anyone all of them thought it out, right? Yeah. Like, yes. So that is an, an, another extreme cost on, on, on I, top of this. It's just nuts. It is. And it's something that I think five years ago we couldn't have fathomed even being proposed in the United States, even under Barack Obama. I don't think I could have fathomed this being proposed. He didn't propose it. He He didn't. He had the opportunity to and didn't. And did not. Mm -hmm. As radical as I thought uh, Obama was, he didn't even do this. Now, again, you'll see him jump in and support a lot of these programs. Yeah, you will. Because the, the party's moved left and now it's okay to say. You know, with, with Obama, again, even Obama would try to hide these things a little bit. He yeah, was, he did. We had to, we were on the air trying to uncover the people he was hiring that used to be socialists. Now they're all just out there saying it. I mean, this is one of these Glenn predictions that he made uh, many years ago. And, they're going to take the mask off. Yeah. And it's certainly and true now. And they're doing it. I, mean, I remember that like once a month, Obama would make some half-hearted attempt to say something good about capitalism or entrepreneurial yeah. mm-hmm endeavors yeah and and they'd go see see he's a capitalist and then the rest of the time he's talking about income inequality and and how the rich have too much and at some point you've made enough money right and and redistribution of wealth and that was his main theme uh but then every once in a while he just he'd say something nice about capitalism so that he could say no i'm a capitalist so he was still hiding it but you're right. Now they're not. Yeah. I mean, now I think they're just they're taking the mask off. One of the pieces of analysis of the failure in 2016 for the left is Bernie Sanders had the energy. Now, Bernie Sanders was a obviously a, is a heavily flawed candidate. He's 175 years old. He's you know, he's some unknown guy from Vermont who came out of nowhere to get 40 percent of the primary vote against Hillary Clinton. One of the most recognizable names in all the world. And their part of their analysis is that Hillary was too careful. She was trying to say that capitalism was good occasionally. She was trying to uh, make it look like she could appeal to Republicans. Yep. That's what they think happened. They should have gone more Bernie Sanders. 
And if they go down that road with 30 of them competing to get to the left, this is going to be... It's going to be fun to watch. Socialism is going to be the right-wing position of the Democratic Party. They're going to be like, ah, uh, this guy, he's way too conservative. He's only a socialist. (laughs) That is going to be where we go. It is. All right, 888-727-BECK is our phone number. We have another tweet from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that we have to delve into. We'll get into that in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, not everybody agrees with me, but even though Bitcoin is down significantly right now, I believe in cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology that's behind them. They're going to play a significant role in our future. And while it may end up in the end being crazy, I'm actually investing more in Bitcoin. It just makes sense that a trackable digital form of money will replace fiat money one day, doesn't it? It's important that you understand these and ask these questions and find the answers because you have a chance right now to invest in this technology before it happens. And if I'm right, and I could be wrong, you could make game-changing money from a very small investment. But I want you to do your own homework and begin with Wall Street hedge fund manager Tika Tawari. He's an expert in the cryptocurrency space. He's created a course that takes you through all of the basics and makes buying or selling of crypto as simple as buying and selling stock. For a limited time, you can take a risk-free 30-day trial of his course by going to smartcryptocourse.com. Do it today, smartcryptocourse.com, or call 877-PBL-BACK. That's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Seven two triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, brilliant ideas. You know what this sounds like a lot to me? It sounds like the FDR Second Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much what she's proposing now. Universal income, guaranteed jobs. The only thing she and and universal uh, health care, along with education, free education. The only thing she's not proposing that was kind of in the plan of FDR is uh, free housing, is guaranteed housing, a decent home for everybody. I think is how, is how FDR put it. Yeah, and she she is proposing something as far as the housing, isn't it? Were we saying something of a uh, guaranteed improvements or what was it? Um, upgrades to all homes. Well, you're going to have to upgrade the homes in America because they're not they're not fitted for wind and solar power. Okay, so, so you're going to have to upgrade every home and every business in America. That's multiple, th- obviously thousands of dollars. And who pays for that? I guess does the government or do you force every homeowner to? To to upgrade their house. This is just shows what an asinine idea this is. Unbelievable. Going, let's see, there there is an argument, right? <clears throat> um, and I think it's compelling in the future that maybe solar power will be able to provide energy Someday, for us at some point in might. the future. Yeah. But that future does not come with, with panels on your house. Like that's a no, that's right. a right. band aid solution for people who want to do it right now. And if that's you, that's it might fit your need. Like I know uh, I think it's I think Glenn has solar uh, oh yeah, power he does. He's got a really ranch. good solar system, right? At his ranch because he lives in the middle of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, where his house is in the middle of nowhere, um, and it makes sense for him to use it there. And that is that's the case for some people. And by um, the way, it costs a fortune to do. Yep. And maintenance doesn't is very work. High. Yep. It doesn't work half the time. It's up and down. Uh, there's all sorts of problems with it, and they haven't mm-hmm. solved it yet. At right. some point, they may. But if they I think do, they will at some point. I do too. They just um, haven't. But if they do it, it's not going to be. Um, localized on your roof panels, certainly not the ones that exist now. They'll no. probably do it in a in a central area, like they do with nuclear power, right? Or they do with coal mm-hmm. power, right? You're going to have a power plant. You're going to have play and have it distributed that way. If the battery technology, perf- you know, is able to improve by a lot, 
there's there's a uh, possibility to store a lot of that power and, and utilize it in those ways. But I mean, it would have to improve in Im- an immense amounts at this point. Yeah. But you're certainly not going to start retrofitting houses for today's technology. That makes no sense. Germany crazy. did this. It's absolutely crazy. Germany did this. They did. They were like, you know what? Solar's the future. Global warming's bad. Blah blah blah. So they t- made a government program. They invested billions and billions of dollars in solar panels. And everyone was like, well, they're going to, this is great. They're going to cut the emissions. Yeah, it might be a little expensive, but the government was stepping in to make sure those bills weren't so high. So again, they're paying for the panels. Then they're paying for the extreme cost, right? They're making that better. But even with that, what happened was five years later, once they got all this stuff installed, it was ancient technology. Outdated. It was outdated technology. <laughs> and so now what they have, their entire country is littered <sighs> with ancient, old, inefficient solar panels that no longer do nearly as much as if they would have waited a few years for the technology to improve. And it has improved quickly. It's, 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 it's much better than it was 10 or 15 years ago. But it's not there for mass use yet. Um, and it may, it, I mean, it may never get there. I think it will. We have technologies that will do the sorts of things they're looking for, but they don't want nuclear power. Nuclear power is there. There's a there's a group of environmentalists, leftists, um, who think global warming is the biggest deal in the world, and they are out there trying to convince other leftists, hey guys, nuclear power is the answer to this. It's safe. Yeah. It's there. We already know how to use it. There's a lot of technology in the nuclear. The infrastructure kind of exists in most yep. places already. Exactly. Um, you know, other countries have, I mean, France, I think it's 80% yeah, of their power comes a from lot. nuclear. But that's older technology, too. There's advancements in nuclear technology that have never been implemented here because we are, uh, we, we're all afraid of it. Right. You know, um, and that move could actually it could do what both conservatives and liberals want, right? Liberals could get their global warming stuff. Conservatives could get power that we don't have to import mm-hmm. that, you know, we could solve our, our electricity p- problems endlessly. Yeah. If you want the power. China syndrome to happen no. all over America, <laughs> no, is that, that what was, you want? That was a movie. Is that what you're hoping for? What you're talking the about. The China syndrome. Does no. that sound familiar to you? I don't. Well, yes, it sounds okay. familiar. Yeah. But it didn't happen. <laughs> None of this has ever happened. Look at all the people who died at Three Mile Island. N- nobody died. Uh, nobody. Uh, that's right. Nobody. The, the, the worst exposure at Three Mile Island was the set of full chest x-rays. That is legitimately <laughs> the truth. That is legitimately yeah. the truth. Yeah, it is. A set of chest x-rays, which you go in and get willingly at the doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> uh, okay, we have that Ocasio-Cortez tweet. We'll do that next. Uh, here on the Glenn Beck Program, it's Pat and Stu in for Glenn. Uh, Glenn's back on Monday. This is Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888 beck Been talking about uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her new Green Deal, which is fantastic. I, I hope it's implemented right away uh, so everybody can retrofit their homes at their own cost um, or the cost of the government. That'd be just as good because either way, it's, <laughs> it's going to be really affordable. Coincidentally, that's uh, also our own cost. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows yeah, this. Right. Uh, either way, you're for paying for yes, it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, it's very New Deal sounding. It's very uh, FDR Second Bill of Rights sounding, which... His second Bill of Rights was very similar to the Soviet Constitution. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's what her, all of her proposals are. They're, 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 it's communism. It's socialism. So, uh, I mean, additional members, like ba- measures she's taking, she's proposing like basic income programs, universal health care programs, uh, free education, of course, which she's talked about forever. So if you're going to have a basic income, you got to have guaranteed jobs. 
and that was proposed in the second bill of rights as well um so it, trillions, I mean, literally trillions and tens of trillions of dollars for all of these programs. But trust this 28-year-old uh, waitress. Oh, yeah, she's uh, going to be six great. Months ago. Yeah, she's she's going to be fantastic. Absolutely great. Again, I have no, uh, I'm fascinated by her in the idea that I think it's a great thing for Republicans to have someone like this that so easily can define the left. It's so, e- like, he, she is a cartoon character of what the typical representative on the left is, right? She's mm-hmm. saying she's a socialist. She's constantly making mistakes about her job. She, you know. Well, they, she thought she was going to be inaugurated and yeah. start signing bills when she got into office. Right. Neither one of those things are th- things. Not for a congressperson, no. 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 Uh, so that's a, and that, that, that's easy, right? It's easy to make fun of her. I will say there's a risk yes. there. there. The risk with the making fun of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is she may earn herself the air of um i don't know i don't know what i don't know what it is i'll give you two people who have it though donald trump and joe biden sometimes donald trump says things and you're like what is he talking about but everyone it's like well it's trump and he just sometimes messes up the same thing with biden like biden will blurt things out and you're just like ah it's just joe yeah it's factored into the equation for both of them now exactly and you and and once you get that you're like a superhero yeah it's like you you, you have an immunity to kryptonite you know Mm -hmm. and you can just do whatever you want you can't Mm -hmm. be hurt and that is uh it's something that i i i've brought this up before i think that it makes biden an actual threat I know no one thinks he is because he's a buffoon. And it made <laughs> Donald Trump president of the United States. It, it, it was one of the things. One of the things. She couldn't rattle him. She, yeah. It didn't matter if he made a mistake. It didn't matter if he said he, right. he, like, it didn't matter. It's just, he just, he just able to roll through it because he has that. He can exaggerate. Everybody just, ah, it's, it's what he does. It's what he does. Yeah. And that's, and it was okay because that's what he does. And she's getting to the point now where what she does is she makes silly comments that have no relation to the reality. And people sort of just laugh it off and make fun of her. And it's just part of her equation. And if she gets that. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, it's 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 something. Yeah. Oddly, she becomes it, a superhero. Yeah, it's oddly desirable world. if you're a politician. Yeah, if you can, it's hard to get to that point. You know, it's hard because it's a rough road when people at the beginning people make fun of you and they think, oh well, that's uh, he he made this mistake and and it, it it feels like it's a big controversy. But if you get to that point where no one cares anymore and they just say, ah, it's just Joe Biden. It's just Joe. It's what Joe does. Come on. That's a great place to be. (laughs) It really is. Screw up over and over again and no one cares. So Ocasio-Cortez, the one thing they say about her is, you know, the one thing you need to realize, she's very dangerous. You know why? Because she understands social media. She is. She's out there. She's young. She knows. She's schooling all these politicians on social media. And I keep seeing the stuff that she's doing. She keeps going back and forth with conservative personalities. And I've yet to see her make a point that is the only thing she does is turn herself into an immediate victim. She has a, a, a victim button. Uh, which is the same button as her tweet button. And so when someone says something that is critical of her, she says, it's because I'm a woman or it's because I'm young or it's, it's because I'm whatever, you know, uh, whatever background she has. I don't even know. Whatever it is, uh, it is, that's the reason why someone's saying it. It's because of sexism or racism or classism or whatever. It's always her being the victim when someone is critical of one of her policies. If you f- most famously probably is the Ben Shapiro example where she he, Ben said, "Hey, I'd love to debate you on my show um uh, about your policies." And she said, "Um, oh, are, are you catcalling me?" And it's like, "Catcalling? You're a politician. He wants to debate you on his policies. No, she's not catcalling you. I don't think he has any interest in you. 
uh, in that way. Wow. And it was like, oh, well, I guess I have to be um, uh, a man's going to tell me where I have to go. No, it's an interview request. This is these are not difficult concepts. Um, and, you know, um, uh, but uh, Michael Knowles, also from uh, from Daily Wire, was going critis- criticizing one of her tweets. And and she again came back and was like, oh, I'm being mansplained uh, <laughs> my history here by some guy. It's like everything turns her mm-hmm. into a class identity victim. That's the only thing she does. So she is on Twitter um, as she's, you know, getting to, I guess, Washington and going through the process of becoming a new congresswoman. And she gets a plaque on the wall. And the plaque says, you know, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, representative, blah, 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 the Bronx. And she tweets out a picture of that. Now, tweeting out a picture of that is, of course, just a humble brag, right? She's just saying, look at me. I'm Look how shiny and new my plaque is. But yep. she writes, the, the, the tweet is, uh, don't be fooled by the plaques that I've got. I'm still, I'm still Alex from the Bronx. Now, ugh. If, if brilliant, I, uh, brilliant. If she knows how to use social media. If that does not make you wince, squirm, squeamish, mm-hmm. uh, it make it like just watching a bad comedian bomb on stage. If that doesn't make you feel that way, you are in a cult. <laughs> you are in a cult in which you cannot. Fi- you are like looking at David Koresh said something that normally would make me squeamish, but he's David Koresh, so I have to say it's good. That is you. <laughs> If if you are in a position in which you think it's a good idea and a funny, cute thing for someone to force their name into a crappy Jennifer Lopez song, <laughs> then you are in a cult and you need to be rescued from the cult. Wait, you didn't just call Jenny from the block crappy? <laughs> yes, I did. did. It wow. Was, it was a joke wow. when Jennifer Lopez did it. <laughs> People made fun of her then for it. And she's coming out now doing it and putting, forcing her name into the song. And the other part, which is hilarious about it, is that Jenny from the Block, the piece of art that it is, mm-hmm. is quite obviously and clearly a pro-capitalism song. It is a song about a person rising from the Bronx into incredible wealth, not, yeah. not bureaucratic power, incredible wealth. And she's saying, well, I have lots. I mean, again, uh, what is it? Um, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. She's talking. She's got lots of diamonds, guys. She's very rich. I mean, it's basically Jennifer Lopez bragging about being bragging rich. Bragging about being rich. Yeah. <laughs> this but is I'm why she still was humble like when I was on the block. Right. Exactly. Uh, she's celeb-splaining mm-hmm. uh, to her peons that it's okay. Mm-hmm. She's still a regular person despite the zillions of dollars that she have has. And by the way, I, I, I she worked for it. Unlike Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she, 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 who is going to become rich because she will write a dumb book and a oh. bunch of stupid people will buy it, yeah. and she'll become a millionaire. She'll go on a speaking tour, whatever, right. and she'll make millions of dollars. Exactly. Um, and that will happen not because uh, she even could sing or act as well as Jennifer Lopez. So that, that's right. saying something. Um, <laughs> yes. But again, this is a song which explicitly is about, used to have a little, now I have a lot. She's talking about having a lot of money, <laughs> and she has risen through the capitalist system from a, a, a point of, of not having a lot of money to incredible prominence and fame and, and glory and, and, and money. And it's about actually distributing her money to other people <laughs> who uh, are poor. 
is Wait, it, that's what it's about or the government comes in and takes it and then redistributes it to others who don't have as much as jenny from the block now i, I can't say is i typically right? made is it that... past the first chorus but <laughs> scanning yeah scanning... So i think it's in the fifth okay, chorus. hold on let me read down yeah, here scroll down a ways and i'm saying she's very repetitive here but i don't see much about the government redistributing <laughs> no? her wealth there's no plan for and why don't huh. i pay as many much taxes as my assistants she never mentions that in this song uh, but i get like the the type of Ale- uh, of success alexandria casio cortez has been able to achieve mm-hmm. is achievable in the soviet union anyone can rise up to low-level bureaucracy in a communist state yeah that is the problem with it. You you aspire to get to bureaucracy. This is the whole problem with the system. And she is here sitting here thinking it's a giant achievement and something to brag about that she's become a congresswoman. It's something that our representatives at the beginning used to be um, hesitant to even want. They used to say, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. But I'm coming home for six months because I want to work the farm, too. You know, this is mm-hmm. something that we used to reject as a country, and now it's just cute and adorable that she's forcing her name into some C-level... I mean, it's not even a good Jennifer Lopez song. <laughs> if you were going to say, here are the top 10 Jennifer Lopez songs... Is there a good Jennifer Lopez song? Yes, I'm sure there I'm is. I'm not aware of one, but... Oh, I could give you a lot. A ton. Could you? As soon as I okay. press these buttons on my computer... <laughs> And, and find out and the names of some of things them. to uh-huh. wait, wait yeah. for a, a discography <laughs> to pop up. I can name all of them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> she's got to have one. <laughs> you would think. Well, but I okay. all I know is Jenny from the Block. So uh, I mean, that's not I even. I'm sure you. that's not even her biggest hit. Jennifer uh, Jenny from the Block. I mean, she had she actually had a pretty good run there on the floor. Uh, yeah, so booty as main artist. <laughs> Uh, Wait, no, I have the singles here. You're, what are you going? Ain't your mama? What? Uh, I'm real. Dance again. Um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I have the. Here we go. Uh, if you had my love was a number one song. Waiting for was tonight. it really? Yeah. Waiting for tonight. Number eight. Love don't cost a thing. Number three. Wow. Play number eighteen. I'm real. Number one. Ain't it funny? Number one. Uh, I'm, number, wait. No. Mm-hmm. I, on the like Billboard charts. Yeah. She had a big. She had a good run in the early two thousands. What? Uh, I'm gonna be all right. Number ten. Jenny from the Block went to number three. So not even a number one. Not even one of her. Wow. Am I glad I got out of music radio <laughs> in about 1999? That uh, that's a relief. And then wow. all I have number one again. And then she had on the floor number three. I mean, she had a pretty pretty decent run. And then wow. obviously the huge hits like Made in Manhattan and Geely when it comes to the oh, uh, yeah, acting yeah, side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a good it was a good run. But again. Even if you hate all of those songs, at least she did something. Yeah, right. You know, what did Ocasio-Cortez do? She ran one campaign, which she, I mean, it was a pretty amazing win, but that's really the cause of her celebrity, right? It's not Mm -hmm. that she had amazing policies or was so brilliant. It was that she was, everyone was kind of surprised she won. Yeah. That is really her celebrity. That's it. And I mean, when you think it's a good idea, it's not, I'm not criticizing, you know, if you're in the Bronx, you can vote for whoever you want. And yes, it's, I'm sure it's great for a 28 year old to be a congresswoman. It's got to be pretty, pretty incredible. It's actually uh, at not. some level. No. No? Okay. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to give some ground here. It's actually not. But I mean, shouldn't even, you shouldn't even be voting yet right? when you're 28. <laughs> but objectively, forcing your name into a crappy Jennifer Lopez song is not making you some social media brilliant uh, person. You're, no. you're not, you, you are, that is terrible. It's terrible, and it mm-hmm. should make you wince 
when you read it, you're like, oh, God. It's like it, there was a one of the, the things I love watching on the comedy shows. Like uh, there was, I remember Cheers had Cliff Clavin and he went up and tried to do stand up comedy. There is nothing like watching someone bomb Ugh. on stand up comedy. It makes you it gives you that internal like it, it like turns your organs inside that out. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah to mm-hmm. watch. That's how I felt reading that tweet. And if you didn't feel that way, you're in a cult. <laughs> you, you, but are you wearing some red robe right now? Are you is that what's happening to you? What is going on in your life in which you think that's a good tweet? That is not a good tweet. Her, her green policies are going to destroy the country. That tweet should destroy the internet. It's that crappy. <laughs> Admit it. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. It's Pat and Stu uh, for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Also, Bernie Sanders is uh, running into a little bit of an issue now. Yeah, I think it's revealing. Um, It is a big expose, thousands of words, on Bernie Sanders and his 2016 campaign, where the claims are that Bernie Sanders uh, paid the women in his campaign less. Less than men. Less than men. And also treated them terribly and sexually harassed them a lot. Now, not, yeah. there's no accusation against Bernie in particular. It was his staff members. It was supposedly. his staff members. But, I mean, he's kind of responsible for, for paydays, right? I mean, if... If he sees, he's responsible for all of it, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And if it was Donald Trump who was being accused of harassment by some of his people, mm-hmm. or he wasn't paying women as much as men, uh, they'd be all over Donald Trump for this. Yeah. All over him. And we'll, we'll have to play what he said about it uh, coming up here in a few minutes, because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's he, amazing. He takes no responsibility for it, no. essentially. Uh, and that's, I think, there's something mm-hmm. revealing about what's happening with Bernie Sanders and and what the, the signals the Democrats are sending to Bernie this time around. Like, we don't want you. We don't want Seems you. Seems to be the signal. I think that's it. Please mm-hmm. don't run. We have new people here that are going to take your socialist mantle. Mm-hmm. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today, featuring Pat Gray and Stuber Gear. By the way, speaking of... Uh, Pat Gray, uh, on his show tomorrow, see if I could refer to myself in third person, oh, okay. on his show tomorrow, he's uh, he's going to be joined, I believe, by Stuper Gear mm, for yes. more on trivia. Well, I felt like it was it was just something that needed I needed to step in for my friend Jeffy, uh, Jeff Fisher, who had a heart attack. If you didn't hear, he's okay. He's recovering nicely at home, mm-hmm. um, but I needed to step in for a, for commissioner duties, and it had nothing yes. to do with anything. Nothing else. to do it with was, the fact that it's it Philadelphia. Just, against chicago that just a coincidence to you in your mind i'm sorry what oh yeah it's the philadelphia eagles i didn't even know that huh didn't even know that i just care about my friend jeffy that's it (laughs) wow that's sweet that's all i do that's really sweet and thoughtful Stu. that's nice i'm excited about this more on trivia play trivia tomorrow yeah and now we're we 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 were wrong the on the uh last more on trivia before Christmas vacation. Mm. So we're 13 and 3 on the season. <laughs> so pretty so We're still good. pretty dang good. Pretty good. 13, we would have made the playoffs, I'll tell you that, and probably had a first round bye. Uh, but uh, 13 and 3, and uh, so the playoff version uh, tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed, right before the Glenn Beck program and on you the Blaze the, Radio and TV. And you can get the podcast as well. Don't forget about that on iTunes. Anytime or, you want it. Yep. There night. And that's where you'll find Jeffy's podcast too when he's back. Yep. Chew uh, in the fat. He, he should be back. He says he's going to be back next week, but we don't want him to push it if he's not, you know, feeling it. Or to, we don't necessarily need him to come back at all. I mean, like he, he's so good at home. 
and <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he just stays <laughs> yeah just stay yeah, yeah. Uh, jeffy's going through a heart attack mm-hmm. and at one point pat's like it's just it's weird to do the jeffy jokes right now i mean now mm-hmm. remember keep mm-hmm. in mind jeffy was doing the jeffy jokes in the ambulance on yeah, the he, way to the hospital yes he was so that is that is how yeah. ingrained into him and his it. wife is taking photos for social media <laughs> yes in the middle of him getting into the ambulance so <laughs> to make sure that she documented the fact that the emt was having a hell of a hard time pushing him up a hill yes by himself mm-hmm. <laughs> um but <laughs> As Pat's like, I, I don't know if I can do these Jeffy jokes anymore. It couldn't have been eight seconds later he made a Jeffy joke. Like, it just rolled off his tongue like it was the easiest thing in the world. So much a part of us now. It is. That it uh, is. it's going to be hard. Well, it will be interesting to see mm-hmm. if uh, Bernie Sanders can uh, distance himself from, from this part of his campaign. Because this is interesting. 2016, uh, he apparently, during his, his historic run to 40% and to lose by several million votes to Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. during that historic run that everyone... It was only 4 million, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was like 4 million votes. Yeah. It was like, oh, they stole... Uh, Hillary stole, stole it. He, he, she won by 4 million votes <laughs> over him. It was never... Like, it had nothing to do with superdelegates. It could have had something to do with de- superdelegates if he performed better. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. So they didn't need superdelegates. She just... I mean, look, she won in a very... Um, unimpressive fashion. That's where I think people get confused. She beat Bernie Sanders in an unimpressive fashion, which indicated the lack of passion for her going into the general. And I, that, I think people expected her to maybe sweep every state or something, and he yeah. won 22 states right. instead. So I, I wouldn't have been surprised. You know, he wins Vermont. Maybe he wins New Hampshire. It's, you know, it's yeah. Store. He maybe uh, wins two or three. Yeah. Maybe he's Four. competitive in, in some of the early states, and then, okay, it's Hillary, and, the, and then she sweeps. I mean, the fact that she lost more than, let's say, five states is an absolute embarrassment and should have told the Democrats that she was in big trouble from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was absolutely the worst possible candidate uh, that they could have run, and they all seem to admit it now. But at the time, they acted like she was the most in- inspirational person of all time. Well, Bernie didn't make a lot of friends pushing her to the brink uh, in, for, among Democrats because... No, they, were, they wanted him to get out. Get out. So she could focus on Trump. Mm-hmm. And he, he kept staying in and pushing and pushing and pushing, um, making her take further left-wing positions on certain issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not helpful to Democrats that Bernie uh, did that. At least some Democrats believe that. So I, this is what I believe is... I suspect is behind this article in the New York Times today. Times has come out with an article entitled Sexism Claims from Bernie Sanders 2016 Run. Women paid less and treated worse. And it goes through women telling their stories. Me Too stories, right? About they're at work. They're told, uh, you know, a a guy says, I want to run my fingers through your hair and then hits on her all day and she can't get away from him and she wants to quit but she doesn't know how all the stories that you heard i mean not to harvey weinstein levels but like the stuff that you heard like this coercion this making women uncomfortable in the workplace all of those things that, just harassment yeah harassment sexual harassment um they're they're making those claims now again we're supposed to believe all women as we all know um, no woman has ever told, told a lie in history which even is amazing. if you apologize tough yeah exactly. i'm sorry you lose your job right and certainly, if you act like aloof about it and you don't care about it, then yeah. you're really in trouble, right? That's the yes. way, that's the pattern here. Now, Sanders is asked about this, and I believe it was CNN, yeah. um, about these harassment claims. Listen to his answer. Just lastly, I, I want to ask you about an article that was published in the New York Times today. In it are allegations describing episodes of sexual harassment and demeaning treatment, as well as pay disparity in your 2016 campaign. I'm wondering, were you aware of those allegations during the campaign 
And if you do run into 2020, how can you ensure something like that doesn't Good. happen again? Good question. And the answer is, Anderson, I'm very proud of the campaign we ran in 2016. You know, we started it. Wait a minute. You're very proud of the campaign after you just outlined all the harassment and the pay disparity? And you're, you're proud. Four hmm. percent of the polls. We ended up winning 22 states, 13 uh, million votes. I think we changed the nature of political discourse in this country, raising issues that are now kind of mainstream, which were then considered extreme that's a good and point. fringe. Yeah. But yes, when that's our good campaign... Yeah, he made socialism mainstream. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's mm-hmm. great. From, I think we started with three or four... Uh, paid employees and over a period of a few months Mm -hmm. as the campaign exploded we went up to i think 1200 employees so what you're saying is it's it was too much for you to manage but now you want to manage the united states of america (laughs) with 320 million people uh, is that more than 1200 yeah it is a little bit slightly i I, I will say the other thing too is when you have 1200 employees you're gonna have to harass some of them that is a, that's a <laughs> general, happens. it's business 101. You're going it's to grow some of the 1,200. Right. That's something that happens, <laughs> and we all need to understand it. And I am not going to sit here and tell you that we did everything right in terms of human resources, human? in terms of addressing the needs that I'm hearing from now, that women felt disrespected, that there was sexual harassment, which was not dealt with as effectively as possible. What I will tell you is that what when I ran for re-election in 2018 in Vermont, we put forward the strongest set of principles sure in terms of mandatory training, in terms of women, if they felt harassed, having an independent firm that they can go to. And I think that's kind of, you know, the gold standard for what we should be doing. So I certainly apologize to any woman who felt that she was not treated appropriately. And of course, Sorry, if no, I run, we will do better on next better. time. And just to be clear, you seem to indicate that you did not know at the time about the allegations. Is that correct? I, yes, I was a little bit busy running around uh, the country trying to make the case. Oh, oh he was busy. He was busy. You don't have time to check on, you know, how employees are being treated right. if you're busy. <laughs> now, <laughs> I didn't know you were busy. It's com- <laughs> completely rational to understand that he was busy and he doesn't know every single mm-hmm. employee interaction would never be given the benefit of the doubt if it was a conservative nope. doing that or a Republican doing it. Nope. And I will say this, like, the fact that this came out at all. The fact that they're bringing out this alleg- these allegations and asking these follow-ups and pushing him to say, wait, 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 wait a minute, what do you mean he was running around the country? He didn't it care? shows, it shows how, how they feel about it's him. It's changed. Yep. It's changed with him He's now the way boy. it's kind of changed with Hillary. Yeah, and They're I think, done with both of them. I think they're saying, Bernie, we've got the socialist policy thing down. We know how to do that. We don't need you anymore. I'd rather have someone new and young and fresh to run. May uh, I also point out the fact that there is no A in the word better. No, it's better. B E T T A. No, I'm pretty sure it's B. Well, it's B T T B E T T A H is the way you is the way you. Spell. So there is an A. There is an in A. the word. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Corrected. It's all right. All right. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. You're never more than sixty seconds away from the show. We're going to take a quick sixty second break and then back with an amazing quote from someone on the Bernie Sanders campaign. Back in a second. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know what's smart? Figuring out 
who you need to hire to take your business to the next level in 2019. You know what else is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck and hiring the right people. Now, unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds the qualified candidates for you. It has powerful matching technology that nobody else has. It scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and then goes out and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get a qualified candidate fast. This is why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. If you love the show, we ask that you support our sponsors. I also want you to know that all of our sponsors are premium, and this is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Ooh, just looking at the Dow, it's down another 571 today. That's ugly. It is ugly. I'm starting to get a little nervous. There have been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, Now they're they're saying that something like 60% of people believe we have a recession coming in the next year. Um, And and if you remember right, back in 2008, and we'll get to the Bernie Sanders thing in just a second, but if you remember back in 2008, I remember this. You had some of the biggest, you know, terrible market crash days in history. Yeah. But you also had some of the biggest gains in a single day in history. Yeah. And we've seen that bouncing back and forth the past couple we weeks. Have. I mean, well, there's a day one, one over 1,000 points. Yeah, last week. It yeah. went up 1,024 points or something yeah. like that. Biggest day in history. It? Yeah. And then you're the next, you know, three days later, seeing down 600 points. The other thing it? we had back in 2007 that we again have now is Glenn Beck saying, get out of the stock market. <laughs> no, and it's starting to kind of have an effect on me. I'm wondering, should I be doing that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a good time to at least think about your risk levels. You yeah. know, I mean, if you're close to needing the money, you may want to uh, reduce mm-hmm. those risk levels. Again, I'm no financial advisor, and certainly Glenn is not either. You know, um, Very true. We've seen that mm-hmm. before. Um, but he he has a good sense for this type of thing, and, and so we'll, he'll be back on Monday to, to talk about it in detail. Uh, one other thing I wanted to pull out of this article before we move off from it, Glenn, uh, or, or Pat, from when it comes to uh, um, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know, again, the campaign being accused of sexual harassment, he's basically blowing it off. Look, I look, I was all around the country. He's trying to say, like, well, Jeff Weaver, his campaign manager, says anybody who has committed sexual harassment on the campaign would not be asked back. Well, that's good. That's a good first step. <laughs> Thank you. We're not going yeah, to. That's we're not great. Gonna, look, uh, Harvey Weinstein, you're welcome anytime <laughs> at the campaign headquarters. Like, I, of course, you're not going to do that. Um, but listen to this quote. And this is, again, his defense. This is something where Jeff Weaver, he's the head of the campaign. Um, from 2016, and he's trying to defend the 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 the, the whole situation. Yeah, we had problems, but um, we were going to solve them. This is what he says. Essentially, says the problems are: quote Was it too male? Yes. Was it too white? Yes. <laughs> Would this be a priority to remedy on any future campaign? Definitely. You want to hmm. you want to remedy the. This is a priority remedy to get rid of uh, men and white people. Now, again, the very basic test of racism or sexism, um, and it's an easy thing that we can all do ourselves, is read a quote word for word and just change the yeah. color or the sex. So let me attempt this for yeah, you. Let's try Think that. about how this would sound if any Republican said these words. 
Was it, were there, I was going to say, were there too many chicks? Essentially what he's saying. <laughs> was it too female? Too many females on the campaign? Yes. Were there too many blacks? Yes. But it would be a priority to remedy this on any future campaign. Would that be acceptable? Would that no. be acceptable? Not in anybody's world. No. Would not be acceptable. I mean, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be acceptable. acceptable. But for some reason, for whites and for men, it is. It is. And Christians. Whites, men, and Christians, you can discriminate if you want. It's so strange. and It's like the very basic tenet that everybody should be able to get behind is don't make decisions based on skin color. Don't make decisions or gender. based on gender. These are very easy things. These are like, I don't, I can't even, I don't know anybody who does that. Does anybody sit around and say, you know what? I would do this except he's black or I would do this. I'm sure there are people out there. Right. Like again, you know, people said Jews will not replace us and chanted with torches in Charlottesville. We know there are people out there, but it's, it's a very small minority of a minority of a minority who think that way in the year 2018. It is a, I will give a quote to the New York Times position that we have too many white men around. Mm-hmm. They, we are making decisions based on skin color. We are making decisions based on gender. And not only will I give that quote to the New York Times, it's my defense. It's amazing. It's so unquestioned it's that you could have too many white people or too many men that you will say, you know what, uh, Your Honor, I, I have, I, my attorney's going to make my best case argument. Here it is. Ah, oh, yeah, we had too many whites around. <laughs> like that's that's completely okay. No one will question it. I, I, don't make decisions based on skin color. Don't make decisions based on race. Don't make decisions based on gender. Don't make decisions based on your religious, uh, you know, if you're trying to exclude a religious group. This is what the country was supposedly founded on. And not while not every person in that era and also executed reinforced it well. reinforced in the 60s yeah. with somebody we all revere, yeah. uh, you know, yes. Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And that it's just the opposite of that now. That's just all been discarded. There's, there's no, don't judge a man by the, by the uh, color of his skin. That's all we judge them on. Yep. Too many whites, not enough blacks, not enough Hispanics, not enough women, too many men. Uh, that, that's all we th- Well, what about their character? What about their skills? Can we talk about merit at all? No. No, we can't. So that's out the window. It's been flushed down the toilet. I mean, now. what happened to the days where we had artists who would come to the table and say, it's raining men. Hallelujah. <laughs> It's raining men. Right. They were excited about the men who were raining down mm-hmm. on our society. They don't seem excited they anymore. Would, that, that song couldn't be written today. No. You, you would <laughs> not maybe, be able... Maybe that's a good thing. Now okay, that that's I think the one it. benefit. Yeah, that's okay, the one I'll, thing. I'll give them that. All right. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's talk about something real here. You can put off a lot of things in life. You don't have to join a gym. You can clean your gutters, but usually they will rot off your house. But here's another thing you shouldn't put off, and that is getting home security. It's your home. It's your family. It's your stuff. You want to protect it, but there's always something holding you back. And most likely, it's the idea of paying an awful lot of money or paying a middleman and being indebted forever. It also could be the fact that they want you to schedule a six-hour installation window. You don't have time for that. Simply Safe Home Security has gotten rid of 
all of those reasons not to get home security. And I'm about to tell you how to save a ton, too. These guys are really great. They don't have any contracts. There's no wiring. There's no markup. There's no installation windows. Just professional quality home security with 24-hour professional monitoring. Now you can save hundreds on Simply Safe with their extended holiday sale. Just go to simplysafebeck.com to get this great offer at simplysafebeck.com. Save on home protection today, but hurry, the holiday sale ends January 8th. That's simplysafebeck.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn. Glenn's back on Monday, 888-727-BECK. Jerry Brown, who I think is finally going to be done in his rule of California, right? Isn't isn't that coming to an end finally? I mean, he's got to run again, right? He can't just go away. I hope so. I I hope so. He's only, what, 104 or something? And uh, Isn't he the one, too, that ran for president uh, and actually as a Democrat and was proposing a flat tax? Isn't that him? Am I getting him confused wow. with a, one of his competitors? It was in that race. I don't know when he was like way back in the like the eighties. I think or he 90s. first ran. Was it the sixties? He first <laughs> ran for president. I don't know. It seems like it. Uh, but uh, he's he's on to something right now with his uh, you know climate change uh, discussion. He is. He he's is on to something. Here. Um, and he is uh, as as is always the case. If you are on the left. It's to- you're totally free. You have a free pass to compare anyone to a Nazi. That's always okay. Now, mm-hmm. we heard yesterday from Bernie Sanders talking about how we should treat climate change like it's a massive military attack and we should respond accordingly, which usually means we blow up people who, who, mm-hmm. hit, us, who hit us like that. Like the Nazis or, let's say, the Japanese, nice, a nice and clear example, Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. We got pretty pissed about that, and uh, we did some stuff after that. Um, True, uh, not a, two uh, nuclear bombs, right? Uh, two atomic <laughs> bombs we dropped on them eventually. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so that was uh, kind of how important we felt that was. I assume, I'd like to assume uh, that he is not saying we should nuke oil companies and climate change deniers. However, again, here's another piece of the same rhetoric. This is from uh, Jerry Brown talking to NBC News. On, I believe the broadcast where they said we're not going to show the other side of this issue. We promise. I think uh, it was that same broadcast. With Chuck yeah. Todd. Here mm-hmm. he is talking about climate change. I would point to the fact that it took Roosevelt many, many years to get America uh, willing to go into World War II and fight the Nazis. Well, we have a, an enemy, okay. uh, though different, but perhaps okay. mm-hmm. uh, very much devastating in a similar way. And we got to fight climate change, and the president's got to lead on that. Mm. Very much devastating in a similar way. Mm -hmm. Similar way. Mm -hmm. Almost the exact same way. Um, (laughs) If you don't know, um, the 0.9 degree temperature rise uh, Celsius over the past 100 years has put millions of Jews in concentration camps. Um, uh, Very, very devastating. Uh, It's like, again, you're allowed to do this when you're on the left. The the ADL, uh, Anti-Defamation League, has gone after Glenn about 20 times. Um, every Anytime time he mentioned the mentioned word Nazis it. or Hitler, it, they were all over him. Oh, of course. Uh, we have a much we have a much crazier example coming up from Hank Johnson that you need to hear today. Um, but it just doesn't seem to there's there's no consequence to it when you when you're on the left. I, you know, it's such a strange thing if you actually believe that these problems are like this, um, and you're Nazi level problems when it comes to climate change. You can't get away with your private jet travel. 
You can't That's get away what, yes. with your SUVs, right? And, even if it's for security, uh, like you, would, would you, you lose be like, all credibility? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little Nazi for the next few hours because that's the only way I can do it. I'm going to hate Jews for the next few hours. Mm-hmm. But after that, everything will be fine. No one did that. If you, you believe it's catastrophic, yeah. like they say they do, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no reason for you to get on a private jet and fly anywhere. Never. There's no reason ever. Are, are any jet. Yeah, what is it so important true. for you to go to? Right. You can do it on the internet if you have a big meeting. Certainly not for business. Maybe you can argue for family if you had to go somewhere. Someone's dying in the hospital. Maybe you do that. Maybe. But you'd never do a meeting. You'd never fly to a meeting. No way. This is the whole the whole world is at stake. You're telling me everyone's going to die and you're prioritizing your <laughs> business meeting over it? It really makes no sense when you actually think about it. And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, quick reminder, you can join both of us on Pat Gray Unleashed tomorrow, immediately preceding the show, 6 to 8 uh, Central, uh, for more on trivia. in the se- Well, in the second hour, we'll be doing more on trivia, so it should be a lot of fun. It's the Eagles versus Chicago Bears this mm-hmm. week. Playoff, more on trivia. I'll be stepping in as, as an impartial uh, you know, uh, Totally impartial, I'm sure. It was just a coincidence it happened to fall on the Philadelphia uh, game time, right? It's... You didn't specifically say, yes, I'll come in and do this just because it was Philadelphia. No, I just, I no, look, I'm just a service to my country is how I look at it. So well, that is, that, that's really, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that. No problem. Uh, all right. The guy who brought us uh, this. My, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become Guam. so mm-hmm. overly populated that it, it will, will tip over and, and uh, and capsize. Capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> I love <laughs> that my, response. That might be my favorite response to any statement ever. Um, we don't anticipate that. You know, Guam tipping over and uh, <laughs> capsizing. Now, that same guy uh, brought us something equally brilliant yesterday. He did. Uh, Hank Johnson, of course, is his name. And Hank is a representative um, and he is uh, speaking at the NAACP uh, to a bunch of Democrats there. Um, and he's talking about this, uh, this situation where uh, we have a president that is easily compared to another leader. And he makes the point so eloquently that I think you need mm. to hear it. Listen. Adolf Hitler rose <laughs> to power to lead Germany in 1932. Oh, man. After democratic elections. He rode a wave of nationalism and anti-Semitism to power. Replace anti-Semitism with all Latinos crossing our borders are rapists, drug dealers, and murderers. Does that sound familiar? Jeez, unreal. Hitler was accepting of violence towards the achievement of political objectives. Trump encouraged violence against protesters at his rallies. And his messaging about Charlottesville, that there were bad people on both sides, sent a powerful message of approval to the far-right racists in America. Hitler led a political movement of anti-education, anti-science racists who focused on nationalism with rhetoric about making Germany a strong country, which would result in prosperity for the German people who were hurting due to the disruption caused by the Wall Street crash of 1929 and the effects of the Great Depression. Sound familiar? 
Uh, no. His aim was to unite <laughs> the blonde-haired, uh, blue-eyed, Germanic Aryan people against mm-hmm. the Jews, the Italians, the Polish, anybody else. Hitler did not start the Nazi party, but he took over the party with charisma and leadership. The Nazis and Hitler became synonymous. Much like Hitler took over the Nazi party, Trump has taken over the Republican Party. It's now known as the Trump Republican Party. It's catchy. Yeah, Trump's vow during the campaign stopped Muslims from coming into our country. That became a reality, ladies and gentlemen. There's no Muslims here now. I mean, that's despicable. It's absolutely despicable. And just, it ain't, right? It's like the, uh-huh. the points are terrible, terrible, terrible points. Should we break this down a little bit? Because, I mean, I, yeah. I, I tried yeah, yeah. to write down what he was doing. Okay, first of all, he said Hitler rose uh, because of democratic elections. <laughs> right. And so did Trump. So mm-hmm. you're against democratic elections? Like, I, what, what is the point even there? <laughs> yes, they both were elected democratically. Uh-huh. Uh, that both of those things are true. I don't understand. Are, again, are you not being critical of Hitler? I don't... It's a strange point because you assume everything he's saying about Hitler and Trump, he says, are bad. But yeah, they both came up in democratic elections. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Um, nationalism, I mean, they both have said they're, they're both nationalists, but I mean, that does not... For their countries. For their country. Both of them right. are, are for their countries. However, the countries had much different messages right? yeah, they did, they behind really the did. nationalism. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nas- I'm, I'm no fan of nationalism. Um, however, the idea that if you take nationalism as... Um, as I think it's intended by most people, it's just patriotism. It's 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 saying America's the priority. Now, as a mm-hmm. philosophy, it's much deeper than that. But I don't think that's even the way Trump means it. Right? He's just talking about um, he's talking about prioritizing the United States policies, policy wise. Right? Like yes. we prioritize us before we prioritize other countries. Um, anti-Semitism, he says, is the same as calling Mexicans racists and and not letting immigrants in. Now, that is an interesting it's an interesting stretch there. Saying you want uh, all, you know, you want to cure the Jewish problem is a lot different than saying we want um, less illegal immigration. And by the way, saying we want legal immigration. It's like if Hitler was like, look, we don't want any more Jews crossing the border illegally, but we do want to encourage them to come legally. Like, I don't remember that speech in (laughs) Nuremberg. Like, that was not that was not the message. Um, then you have, uh, he's okay with violence. Hitler was okay with violence, and Trump encouraged it at the rallies. Uh, look, I don't like, you know, Trump did say at one point, hey, you know, I will, you know, you know, give him a, you know, we'll take him outside and we'll beat him up or whatever it was. It's well, mm-hmm. well covered in the 2016 campaign. It was not something that I was a fan of. This is a different level. Again, he's doing it half with a smile. I'm not going to excuse it because I didn't like it from Trump. But he's not. He did not advocate for the deaths of millions of people at his no, rallies. Nor was he right? responsible for ordering the deaths no. of millions of people. No. So I think there's a pretty wide gap on that one. Um, he also says, "I thought this was interesting." He says he wants to unite the blonde uh, Aryan people versus the Jews, um, uh, and he says he was for an anti-education, anti-science, racism platform. I, I mean, that's just. I, those are just terms they throw around like anti-science i mean that's what that he doesn't like global he doesn't agree with you on global warming i guess and mm-hmm. you know those are typical attacks but he ends it with, from the guys who tell us there's 97 genders yeah and then tell us we're science deniers from the people who won't admit 
that a fetus growing in a womb is a human being. Yeah. Uh, uh, are, are you kidding me? It's, it's, it's laughable. It is. It's, it's laughable. Um, and then finally, um, you know, tr- uh, Hitler did not start the Nazi party, um, but he took it over. Where Trump didn't start the Republican party, but he took it over. It, like, he seems to be advocating that, like, Trump made the Republican Party from a thing that was okay into this terrible thing that it is today, mm-hmm. which is a strange stretch. First of all, he never liked, seemed to like the Republican Party before Trump either. But secondly, are you saying that, is that what you think about the Nazis? Like, they were an okay party until Hitler got there? That's not true. <laughs> Just so you're aware, they were bad. The reason Hitler joined is because he liked all the anti-Jew stuff. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, this is a party of individual freedom, but I'm going to take it towards the, uh, you know, the anti-fascism. Right? No, no. They were a fascist party yeah. uh, that didn't like Jews at the beginning. It was one of the things that uh, when he's shown up at the at the beer halls that he liked so much. <laughs> uh, it was not uh, it was not the other way around, per se. And again, where's the ADL on this stuff? It, it yeah. used to be. And probably still is. Like, when Glenn even says the word Hitler, uh, he's in trouble with the ADL. And they're they're trying to launch boycotts against him. This guy can make a direct comparison between Adolf Hitler and Donald Trump, and they don't care. There's complete silence on the part of the ADL. How is that possible? What hypocrisy. It's really, it's despicable. All of it. <laughs> it really is. Um, and... There doesn't seem to be any pushback on it. I mean, uh, let me give this story. This is um, uh, Ohio, uh, an Ohio doctor at the Cleveland Clinic, a first-year resident, was fired. Laura Kalab, uh, they went back through her social media, found some interesting things, Pat. Now, I don't know if this is okay, um, but she uh, <laughs> she called for violence against Jews. Hmm. She defended Hamas. She trivialized the Holocaust, compared Israel to Nazi Germany, which is oh, really offensive because I mean, oh, like, the only reason Israel exists, right? like, like they they gave they made Israel into wow. the its rightful. They gave them their rightful homeland. Why? But, I mean, the uh, mood of the nation was like terminated in Europe. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, one tweet from 2012. The doctor, the doctor said that she would purposely give Jews the wrong medications. She also referred wow. to Jewish dogs and said, Allah will take the Jews. Now, this is um, language you hear from people like Louis, Louis Farrakhan, um, which I've never heard word one of criticism from Hank Johnson. Um, mm. In fact, you know, if you want to go through um, the uh, sort of extreme anti-Semitism that comes from some elements uh, of the Muslim community, even here in the United States, but certainly globally. I don't have never heard word one of criticism of that from Hank Johnson. No, uh, you don't. You don't get that at all. You, I've, mm. I've not heard word one of criticism from Hank Johnson about the Women's March organizers who had many of these same opinions and in fact expressed them in the formational meeting of the organization. They actually talked about their distaste for Jews as they were planning the women's march, that I'm sure, as anyone here uh, listening to this, knows people who are their Facebook friends that went to that march. Mm. It was founded with distaste of Jews in mind. That is amazing. Amazing. And I have not heard one word of criticism from Hank Johnson on that. 
Wow. You know, the... They don't There's care. No and, credibility. There. And as far as the other thing he mentioned about Trump, uh, by saying at Charlottesville, there were bad people on both sides. Oh, yeah. They know as well as we do that Trump was referring to the Antifa people who were there in Charlottesville as well. I, he, that's, those are the bad people to whom he was referring when he was talking about, you know, there was a lot of bad characters on both sides. He wasn't saying that the neo-Nazis were good people. Right. And he was saying, too, that uh, there also were people who were protesting the uh, statues coming down that were not neo-Nazis. Right. They were just like, I, right. don't, I don't want this to happen. That You're right. erasing history. That, that is a completely mainstream, legitimate point. Poll it. You'll find plenty of people who are going to say, you know what, I, I, as much as I don't like the Confederacy, you shouldn't be taking statues down because you're screwing with history. Yeah. It's a very standard point. And, the, you know, Trump at times has difficulty. Uh, uh, articulating certain Ooh, concepts what? on the fly. Huh. Uh, you know, it does occasionally <laughs> happen. Um, no. It's not, wow. Look, that, it's not as That's strong. That's out, right? <laughs> out of the blue, Stu. It's out of the blue. No, yeah, speeches and, and maybe English is not a strong point. I mean, he does. He, he has a difficult time expressing, or he has a, I guess he has a proclivity for some hyperbole. He will exaggerate yeah. a tad from yeah. time to time. And I think, you know, saying it's the both the both sides thing was a mistake in that moment. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, yeah. and and even the point, trying to make the point probably wasn't a good idea. But he just didn't. Every This is the problem. The media will go out after Trump and say, oh, look at him. He just made another stupid mistake and he said something wrong. Right. They love mm-hmm. that angle on Donald Trump. Hey, and, he, and look, he does. Bush did it, too. Right, Bush screwed up and said things that were wrong a lot. He stumbled over himself all the time. And they like exploiting that. But when he screws up in a way that makes it easier for him to look like a racist or an anti-Semite, they just act as if that's exactly what he meant. Oh, he's he's a perfect craftsman of the English language. Yeah. And that, like it's a double so standard. So dishonest. Again, like and it's 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 just so dishonest and they use it to their advantage. I mean, here's a guy, this is um He's talking about global warming. Now, what is the conservative point on global warming? Look, we don't know all the facts on it. It looks like it's warmed at some level over the past hundred years. But is this catastrophic? Is this something that we can innovate past? Is it something something that's happened before? Something. Yeah, maybe something that we can monitor. And and if it becomes more of a problem, we can try to address it. But we can't address it at this cost. Right. Like that's essentially the conservative view, give or take. This is how Donald Trump uh, said this. He said, one of the problems that a lot of people like myself, we have very high levels of intelligence, but we're not necessarily such believers. You look in our air and water, and it's right now at record clean. <laughs> now, you like if you were to talk to Donald Trump, probably like in the back room of the White House, and you're talking about global warming, he would probably be able to explain it the same way we were just talking about it. He probably at least knows some of it, and and he knows the general concept. It's not friendly. It's going to kill jobs. We don't know enough. Are you saying right, it's like, not at record clean? Is that what you're saying? But to say, I, <laughs> you look at our air and water, and it's right now at record clean is not, it's just not the language that we all speak. Yeah. He just kind of says stuff, and it's not always right. But to act as if... Every time he makes a mistake like that, you're locking him into whenever it benefits you, you act like he is, you know, Walt Whitman. You know, it's like it's and then whenever it is like just a silly mistake, well, then you can just laugh at him and brush it off. You got to take it both ways. 
you know, he doesn't speak he doesn't speak precisely. That is not what his job is. I mean, even though he does have the best job. words, he's got all the best no, words. That's true. So, but he doesn't use them in precise order sometimes. Sometimes, you know. And what are you going to do? Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Pat and Stuper Glenn, the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We were talking about Jerry Brown earlier and his comments mm-hmm. of comparing climate change uh, deniers to Nazis. Uh, but we, when we were kind of thinking, uh, didn't he run for president? Didn't he have a flat tax? It's true. 1992, Jerry Brown ran for president with a 13% flat tax as one of his major platforms. That is seriously unbelievable. With no room at the beginning of income off the tax. So everybody paid it the whole way. How far has the Democrat Party wow. come? I mean, wow. That's incredible. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Featuring Pat and Stu. Glenn's back Monday. Uh, in the meantime, it is us. And you can uh, you can join us tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed for more on trivia. Second hour of the show. Uh, so it's the last hour right before the Glenn Beck Program. And uh, the featured matchup is the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Chicago Bears, and for some reason, Stu has uh, signed up for this particular week. No, I, I didn't even realize that was didn't happening. didn't even realize but, it. Yeah, I'm glad, huh. I'm glad I'm there to make sure to keep it fair. Uh, right, because sometimes right, people, you know... Look, I'm sure you have no bias there, right? Well, look, you just want it to play out as it always would. Of course, of course. I am just con- I would be concerned that others might try to take out the defending Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. um, and uh, mm-hmm. I will make sure that this is absolutely fair, uh, above board. Wow, well, that's very open-minded of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um... In Syracuse, uh, uh, the police obtained a search warrant from a judge recently to compel doctors to perform an invasive uh, rectal probe of a man they thought was hiding drugs, even after an x-ray showed there was nothing there to find. So (laughs) what happened was this guy's driving his truck home, and uh, police pull him over because of a a burned-out taillight. And for some reason, they decide, I, I think maybe they got a hit from the from a drug-sniffing dog that there might have been some kind of problem on the seat. So they searched the truck for two and a half hours looking for drugs, and they found none. So then they patted the guy down. Uh, they checked his you know chest area. They, they checked both pant legs. They, they, they patted him down. And then they said, uh, now take off your pants. And he's like, take off my pants no okay well we're gonna have to take you in then (laughs) so he took off his pants and they still found no drugs Hmm. so then they drove him to the hospital and took him to the uh, emergency room where they told the doctors to give him this rectal exam and the doctor said um well we'll do an x-ray uh, and they said, okay, go ahead and do the x-ray, and then we'll we'll find the drugs that way. So they did the x-ray. The x-ray sh- showed nothing. Then they said, okay, we're going to need a rectal exam. You're going to have to go up and probe him there. Uh, <laughs> at this point, the doctor said, no, we're not doing that. And they said, we've got a warrant. You've got to do it. And they said, no, we're not doing that. So the hospital lawyer got involved, and he said, yeah, you're doing it because the police have a warrant. So they gave the guy a rectal exam. They probed his rectum. And how? Rectum ma- darn near killed him. <laughs> Tons of <laughs> but drugs, right? But they found zero drugs then. <laughs> okay, so after all of that, 
I mean, hours and hours, the invasive procedure at the hospital ordered uh, by police. The guy has, you know, all of these procedures done to him. They looked, uh, I guess they probed him three separate times and, and each time found nothing. Then he was mailed a bill two weeks later for $4,000 for the procedure. <laughs> what the? What did this guy do? Kind of a bad day for this poor guy. He did and, something wrong. He did something wrong to well, somebody. Well, he, he had a record. Uh-oh. And so they just suspected, well, this guy's, uh, you know, he's a longtime criminal and we know he's got some drugs. But they I, just, they, he didn't. I suspect it's more than that. Like they were, you know, they were watching a series on Netflix together and he went ahead. You know, it was something like that, because only that sort of violation could get you. That is a violation that will get you that sort of a rectal probe. It is. It is. Well, I, I, these this are is crazy, fascinating stories. And, you know, look, the left would love you to believe that every police officer is doing this all the time. And they're not. But they're not. They're not. But there is every once in a while one of these cases where someone just seems to have something mm-hmm. against a person yeah and they just are going to keep going until they get them uh convicted of something um you know i mean the record for drug drugs sniffing dogs is questionable there's not really Definitely. a lot of evidence that it's a particular it's a nice indication maybe like it gives you a heads up okay well maybe but it's something. not an exact science no not at all uh, um some some court has recognized false positives among drug dogs um, can occur and and mm-hmm. can be low as low as sixty two percent accurate. Another study says um, from an Illinois police pre- precinct found a fifty six percent erroneous alert rate. I mean, this is wow, fifty six percent. That's right. more than half the time. Because right. I mean, again, if you're just flipping a coin, you're wow. probably going to do better than that. <laughs> uh, does this guy have drugs? Oh. Yes. No. I mean, I think there are. It's not that they're not valuable. It's just if if you go through an X-ray and there's no drugs, you shouldn't believe the dog. And and you shouldn't have to go any further than that. <laughs> you shouldn't have to go to, really to an How X-ray. How is he hiding it from an X-ray? I, I don't know. You, you can't. But this stuff kind of this this stuff happens from time to. In 2016, uh, the federal government and an El Paso hospital agreed to pay a New Mexico woman roughly 1.6 million dollars for the six hours six hours of invasive cavity searches they did to her. Uh, when a drug-sniffing dog alerted to her. In 2014, uh, in Deming, New Mexico, they had to pay David Eckert $1.6 million after he was suspected, uh, after they did two x-rays, two digital probes of his backside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three enemas... I mean, you got to stop at two enemas. Two uh, two enemas is fine. (laughs) Three is ridiculous. Three is over the line, I think, just a tad. And a colonoscopy. What the... And they found no drugs. Somebody Can really was interested that? in this dude's colon. Yeah. I mean, that's what... Uh, there's something else there. Why didn't you just remove his small intestine while you're at it? I mean... Don't give them ideas. You're right. <laughs> this is why we uh, cheer wow. for a small government. Th- th- that's <laughs> the point. Like, you should... You have, I mean, honestly, even if you... Let's say... And I'm sure in these situations, they were sure, quote unquote, in their heads that this person had drugs. Should you, even if they do have them, should you be able to give colonoscopies and enemas and... I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't think, so. think that that's right. I mean, if you want to wait them out, here's what's going to happen, sir. You're going you're gonna to hang out for a little while in this bathroom, mm-hmm. and we're going to eventually get the answer to our questions. And we're going to go through it. I mean, that's... Okay. Gross, but yeah. not... A, I mean, no less, no more gross, I mean, than, uh, than all the other stuff they're doing to the guy. And again, that's really invasive. You know, mm-hmm. if someone did this to themselves, this is the natural process will play itself out. 
And you'll have your evidence at some point within the next 24 to 48 hours. You, you get stories like this occasionally. And then when you couple it with the fact that when they pull you over, they can confiscate your car or take the cash if you have it on you. It's th- that kind of stuff just shouldn't be a part of the American justice system. You know, that's like that's like Soviet activity. That's that's not America. No, um, the, the, the law should not be utilized um Yes, and in this way to maximize terror against an individual, right? I mean, no. you know, I'll give you another example that I think is, you know, the audience uh, will certainly remember. Uh, the guy in uh, at the Masterpiece Cake Shop. Now, what they're doing to him is technically legal. They're harassing him. They're saying... Is this the Colorado Bake Shop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're where saying, they're doing it again. Yeah. Well, on the trans cake yeah. that he wouldn't make. So first, if you remember, of course, they said, hey, you got to make my gay wedding cake. He said, no. They took him to the Supreme Court. He won. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, well, someone else came in. Again, no no, no trans person on earth it, it, that would be On the same by day this. as the Supreme Court ruling. Right. They go, did this. No one would go in there. And be like, it's, not, it's not some coincidence. Wow, a trans person came in for a trans cake. What a... What a that's amazing. What yeah. a coincidence. They're harassing him. And who's ever heard, even, of a trans cake? No. Wait, you're doing a celebration from going from man <laughs> to woman and you need a cake for that? <laughs> I, just, I don't think I've heard. Maybe I'm just not familiar with the trans community and their celebration. Maybe there I, are trans cakes. I don't there, know. There could be. The question, I guess, is, though, again, they're using, there is this commission. Uh, they're coming after him with things that are in the law that are legally available to harass them. They're, and they're mm-hmm. using legal harassment. It's, you know, and that is, mm. a, forget the fact if it's legal or not. Because, I mean, the Supreme Court eventually said it wasn't, right? They said, no, yeah. we weren't right. But they can get away with it because it hasn't, that this particular thing hasn't been tested there yet, I guess. I, I don't know how they're getting away with this. It's, it's inhuman. Um, but just because you can do something legally doesn't mean you should. We've said this all the time with boycotts, right? Like, just because you, you can yes. uh, try to harass a business owner out of existence doesn't mean you should. Um, and, you know, that's not... The same thing I think happens with a police officer. If you miss, let's say you miss a drug, let's say the guy just was really good at hiding. Somehow he came up with an X-ray free drug <laughs> condom that he stuffed up there. Yes, and you can't pick it up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to say, ah, darn it, he got away with it. <laughs> smart, smart play. Exactly. You got me. <laughs> you got you me. You got me that time. That's all right. All There's right. Be you're welcome bag, to your grandma Coke. One more bag of drugs is out there, yeah. and you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, like <laughs> the idea that you should go to these lengths is just crazy. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More of the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu coming. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let's talk about something real here. You can put off a lot of things in life. You don't have to join a gym. You can clean your gutters, but usually they will rot off your house. But here's another thing you shouldn't put off, and that is getting home security. It's your home. It's your family. It's your stuff. You want to protect it, but there's always something holding you back. And most likely, it's the idea of paying an awful lot of money or paying a middleman and being indebted forever. It also could be the fact that they want you to schedule a six-hour installation window. You don't have time for that. Simply Safe Home Security has gotten rid of... Of all of those reasons not to get home security. And I'm about to tell you how to save a ton, too. These guys are really great. They don't have any contracts. There's no wiring. There's no markup. There's no installation windows. Just professional quality home security with 24-hour professional monitoring. Now you can save hundreds on Simply Safe with their extended holiday sale. Just go to simplysafebeck.com to get this great offer at simplysafebeck.com. Save on home protection today, but hurry. The holiday sale ends January 8th. That's simplysafebeck.com.
Scott and Stu for Glenn. Uh, Glenn is back on Monday. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, a year or so ago? Maybe a year and a half ago. Stu and I uh, actually made the bet <laughs> that if the border wall is built, we'll eat our underwear. Yeah. Sadly, that's how sure we were that it just wasn't going to happen. There was, you know, too many. There's too many speed bumps in the road. There's there's too much opposition from the Democrats. It's really hard because there's a lot of private landowners on the border, and and it's just been it, it hasn't ever been done. We, even though in 2006 they passed a law that said the uh, the wall shall be built. I think it was offense at the time. And even then, when it was written into the wall that it shall be built, shall shall be built, it wasn't built. Mm-hmm. And so we said we would eat our underwear if it was. It didn't even have to be completely one hundred percent built. We would have taken ninety percent. Well, now it looks like it's not going to be built at all. They're not even proposing ninety percent anymore. No, um, they're now like, they're well, not. what if we do twenty percent or thirty percent? Well, what if we do six miles? Well, I don't know. That wouldn't cover it, would no. it? <laughs> <laughs> then people will go to the seventh mile. Right. Uh, yeah, no, it, look, even even if you come to the point where you believe that this is something that, you know, politicians want to happen, it's difficult. But, I mean, I don't think that's really even where we are. This and is the, not something, I mean, especially with the Republicans losing control, there's no way it's going to happen, right? Yeah, they didn't do it when they had control, and they're certainly not going to get it done now. And the Democrats have said they're never going to, they're never going to fund it. Never. And they actually, they did offer some money for it at one point in exchange for DACA, all the DACA people being allowed. And again, right. is that is that a trade you're comfortable making? I'm not. No. I mean, that's not a that's no. not something I'm comfortable uh, making um, as far as a compromise. People, I think, are looking back at that point and saying, people who think that the, the wall is really important, which we both think, the, you know, again, Absolutely. fencing or whatever barrier is there, I, I never needed a 30-foot concrete wall. Um, as the president has even pointed out recently, you can't see through it, which is like kind of an issue. Like you kind of want mm-hmm. to know what's going on on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever that barrier is in the places where it makes sense, I I do think it is a good idea. Now, um, I I was a, I was calling at one point for a wall so high you could see it from space. Right now, in fact, not just space, but but if you're standing on the surface of Mars. You'd be able to see the U.S. southern border wall. So we need to come up with like a Voyager to send someone to Mars to make sure they can see it. <laughs> yes. Because I don't want any zooming going on by some you know, external camera. I want eyes, someone on the surface of Mars with their eyes looking exactly. and they can see the wall. Yes. And at this point, I would settle for a picket fence. <laughs> <laughs> Just anything. But they, they're not going to get any of it done. Now they're even calling it immoral to even to build a wall. And so it's interesting because uh, President Trump kind of responded to that yesterday, and I think had a pretty good point. Know that look, look, when they say the wall's immoral, mm-hmm. well, then you better got to do something about the Vatican because the Vatican has the biggest wall of them all. Uh, the wall big. is immoral. Look at all of the countries that have walls. Yeah, I mean, how do you argue with that? If walls are immoral, why does anybody have a walled-off piece of property? I mean, the White House has been fenced off. It's not a wall, but it certainly has a uh, a guarded, monitored, armed guard-protected fence around it. Why is it less important to protect the country? I, I don't think so. Well, how, how do we get to the point where a wall or a fence or any sort of barrier just to keep our our nation sovereign and to be able to protect 
our borders and our people. When did that become such a bad thing? Yeah, I mean, and look, there's an argument among conservatives over the border for a long time, you know, that there's certain things you should prioritize and certain things you shouldn't. I mean, the wall as an effective tool has been debated widely. I think even the president at this point is saying certain areas shouldn't have a wall. Um, you know, so it's impractical. It's impractical. You know, mm-hmm. there's, of course, other you know private landowner concerns. There's all sorts of actual arguments about whether the wall would be effective or not. But what's it so uh, and where it would be effective? I think it would be effective mm-hmm. in certain places for sure. But the but the idea that if to be a Democrat today, you have to be able to say a wall is immoral to get into this country. However, crossing the border illegally is not immoral. Right. I mean, isn't crossing the border illegally the start of this problem? If they weren't crossing the border illegally, there'd be no reason for an immoral wall because there'd be no reason to put one up. They're not putting one up to stop us from going in there. uh, It doesn't make any sense. And you have to just you have to be able to jump all over the place with your logic to be able to justify your position if you think a wall is immoral. And it's it's interesting because even the Democrats used to agree about that very basic premise that mm-hmm. we should have some sort of protection. Like, illegal immigration is not desirable. Well, now to them, back in the 90s, they were all saying the same thing Republicans are. No, we need to protect our borders. Not anymore. It's completely different now. No, it's it, amazing. We, we should let everybody in who wants to come in, legal or not. We should go over that a little bit. Uh, 888-727-BECK yeah. is the phone number. We are back in just 60 seconds here on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Every two seconds, there is a new victim of identity theft, which means a criminal could be spending your money or applying for loans in your name or even damaging your credit, the good credit you've worked so hard to build. Unfortunately, you might miss certain threats to your identity just by checking bank statements or monitoring your credit. But there's a good thing here. It's called LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock uses technology that they came up with and own, and it detects and alerts you to a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale, on the dark web. And if you do have an issue involving any kind of identity theft, one of LifeLock's identity restoration specialists are going to work to fix it. That's worth the price of admission every time. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, you get identity theft protection and additional features to help protect your devices against cyber threats for as low as $9.99 a month. Don't waste another second. Visit LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK to save an extra 10%. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. Just to show you, just to prove what we're saying about Democrats. And it was not ancient history. It wasn't in the 40s where Democrats agreed that we should do something about illegal immigration. This is Harry Reid from 1993. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No, No sane country would do that. Right? Guess again. Hmm. If you break our laws by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child, we reward that child with U.S. citizenship and guarantee a full access to all public and social services this society provides. And that's a lot of services. Is it any wonder that two-thirds of the babies born at taxpayer expense at country county-run hospitals in Los Angeles 
are born to illegal alien mothers. I mean, what happened to that? What happened to, mm. Ill, you know, trying to prevent illegal immigration? Yeah. I mean, this is really a big position of theirs. Think about this. The, the bill you mentioned a few minutes ago, which said the, the wall shall be built. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, Secure Fence Act of 2006. It called for 700 miles of fencing along the U.S.-Mexico border. When that came to a vote, the majority of Senate Democrats voted for it. This is 2006. Wow. Not ancient history. The majority of Senate Democrats voted in favor of it. The polling on the issue is insane. As of 2010, a border wall was a 50-50 issue among Democrats. That is incredible. That is incredible. Currently, by the way, it's 89 to 8 among Democrats. Against. against. So and that most of that drop has happened since Trump started making it an issue. It's really just a Trump issue for Democrats. They liked the border wall until Trump started talking about it, and now they hate it. But the other thing is, uh, I think their mindset has changed a little bit because they consider everyone who comes across the border illegally a potential voter for them. And I, I think that they see a chance to... Um, to get a voting block with Hispanics the way they have with African Americans. I think that's their goal, and I think that's what they believe they can achieve. I don't think they can, but uh, I think that's why it's no longer an issue. Yeah, just let them come on in, because that'll help us stay in power in perpetuity. And I think that's what the party thinks, right? Like, the party leadership wants a bunch of illegal immigrants here, so then later on they can make them citizens and get all their votes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a long-term play for the Democratic Party. That's not the long-term play of the Democratic voter, though, right? I mean, like, the Democratic voter, the reason why it was, you know, 50-50 issue in 2010 about building a border wall, it was because they thought that was the right opinion, right? They believed it was important for security back then. Now, it's all become about Trump and their obsession of opposing anything he's for. And that's not healthy for Republicans to support anything he's for, and it's not healthy for Democrats to oppose anything he's for. It doesn't make any sense. It's not how you run a country. It's not how you run a civilization. It shouldn't be about personalities. It should be about the principle. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. We've seen a lot of these uh, suspensions on Twitter. And, you know, some of them are controversial. Some of them are not, right? Like if there's, you're mm. doing a threat against an individual, if you are promoting ISIS, right? Like some of these things we all agree should be pulled down from social media, including if you are encouraging people to harm themselves or to commit uh-huh. suicide, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a, a legitimate, a legitimate thing, right? It's off limits. Uh, and this just happened, actually, uh, to Jeremy Boring uh, at the Daily Wire. Now, he's been on the News and Why It Matters before. Uh, you, you may know him if you're a, a big fan of Ben Shapiro. He's, he's there all the time, one of his business partners, and he does a bunch of shows as well. Uh, he went down a really dark road here and got suspended on Twitter. Oh, no. Uh, for promoting or encouraging suicide or self-harm. You may not promote or encourage a suicide or self-harm. When we receive reports that a person is threatening suicide or self-harm, we may take a number of steps to assist them, such as reaching out to that person, providing resources such as contact information to our mental health partners. If you're having thoughts of self-harm, suicide, or depression, we encourage you to please reach out to someone and request help. Mm. Our safety center has a list of resources you can consult for a variety of reasons, including depression, loneliness, substance abuse, blah, 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 blah. That's what Twitter sent to tell that to tell Jeremy that he was suspended, and he was able to to locate the offending tweet. 
And again, we should all come together and say it's okay to suspend someone when they encourage self-harm. Oh, I think so. Suicide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? You got to know that's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Now, the tweet came in a debate about whether Brussels sprouts were good, which is a typical location for a a suicidal tweet, Um, a real serious effort to encourage Uh self-harm. This is... Someone said uh, Brussels sprouts were, were good if you cooked them right. And Jeremy responded, even better, coat it with melted butter, salt, pepper, paprika, and a dash of Worcestershire. Sear and cast iron bacon grease for 30 seconds until brown. Then throw them away and burn your face <laughs> off with the hot pan. Oh, no, that's he's encouraging self-harm there. Because even that would be better than Brussels sprouts. <laughs> that, they suspended him because he encouraged people to, quote, burn their face off with a hot pan. Oh my gosh. Is that really where we are? Is it that bad? Yeah. That- that you can't know that's a joke and I shouldn't probably burn my face off. Yeah. He has been reinstated to Twitter, uh, but he missed a whole day of Twitter <laughs> because of gosh. it. And now that's probably a blessing in disguise for a lot of people, mm-hmm. including, I think, myself. Uh, but that is an amazing. I, I, I go back and forth with this because if you listen and Glenn's back on Monday, by the way, uh, here on the Glenn Beck program. But Glenn <laughs> talks about uh, artificial intelligence and you go back and forth listening to him and thinking like the entire world is going to collapse within the next five years. And then you, you look at this and you're just like, Twitter's banning someone for, for self harm because he wants, he doesn't like Brussels sprouts too much. Like I, how smart is the AI? How smart are these algorithms? They can't seem to do oh, the most man. basic things sometimes. <laughs> Yet, I guess, uh, you know, with artificial intelligence, they'll start learning on top of each other and, and it'll get, uh, it could get ugly. Who knows? But, <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny tweet, too. Yeah, it is. Very funny. It's funny. funny guy. Yeah. Um, so, that's, uh, so that's that. We also are living in a world where there's a new praise uh, of, uh, of a man who, uh, who had a, an issue, issue here. He's a big environmentalist, David Buckle. Um, he uh, was a huge fan of the environment and wanted to protect it. And you can't do too much. To protect the environment. I think you know that, Pat. Oh, absolutely. You can't go too far. No. Um, he, this guy wrote, most humans on the planet now breathe air made unhealthy by fossil fuels. And many die early deaths as a result. Uh, and he was trying to uh, explain his particular approach to the environment, which was lighting himself on fire in Brooklyn's Prospect Park to set an example in the fight against climate change. In a suicide note, uh, he uh, wrote that part about how, you know, we now breathe air because of fossil fuels that is unhealthy. And he wrote, my early death by fossil fuels reflects what we are doing to ourselves. Honorable purpose in life invites honorable purpose in death. That's beautiful. Somehow, somehow uh, the New York Times included um, him in the lives they lived, their annual obituary. And it treated Buckle uh, as if uh, he was uh, kind of a hero. Uh, They said, in Buddhism, which Buckle studied in his characteristic deliberateness, self-immolation can be a kind of communication. To burn oneself by fire, the activist uh, wrote in a 1965 letter to Martin Luther King. it's It's to prove that one of us, what one of us is saying is of the utmost importance. In his own letter, Buckle wrote about the Tibetan monks 
who set themselves on fire to protest Chinese rule because no other action can most meaningfully address the harm they seek. No, and when the Chinese government seizes somebody set themselves on fire of course they're gonna let they, tibet go oh yeah they changed just it. Gonna, they were yeah. like oh gosh yeah. that oh, guy set himself wow. on fire let's release our oppressive grip here on this country we can put on the back of the official vehicle put that free <laughs> tibet sticker because that guy burned himself to death unbelievable the obituary then describes him as living a saint-like life and his final moments could be interpreted as an incandescent act of speech <laughs> so i guess a big big hero there you want to get uh, praise in the new york times just burn yourself to death and I will say this, wow. uh, it is consistent. Like burning yourself to death as an environmentalist, at least, and now you're going to have some emissions that go up from that, and that's an issue. However, your lack of breathing is going to help this planet. Oh. There's nothing worse for the planet than human beings, Pat. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, you know, I guess, because I always think it's one of the most selfish things in the world to be alive if you're an environmentalist. How dare you remain mm-hmm. alive? Mm-hmm. If you remain alive... You're hurting this planet. And you have a good chance of eating meat, which oh we, gosh. Uh, we all know the is the number the one cause mm-hmm. of global warming on this planet. So um, at least this, this man, Buckle, who said David Buckle, will never, he'll never eat meat again. I think we know that. Not after setting himself on fire. It's difficult to do it after it that. It is, yeah. after death. It's been found yeah. scientifically to be very mm-hmm. difficult after death to Most eat people meat. lose their appetite. After they've uh, expired. Good way to lose weight, though. Yeah, Yes, it I is. I will say that coming off the holidays, uh, great way to lose weight. Just if you're packing on the extra pounds, self-immolation is something you should maybe consider. Oh, no. Now I've been banned. Oh, wow. Now, now wow. I've been banned uh, from Twitter and the radio for thoughts of self-harm. I'm not encouraging suicide here. Uh, that would be uh, that would be a terrible, a terrible. Thank thing. you for you clearing sh- that you should up. Should not do that because I think there were several people who were ready to self-immolate. <laughs> They're like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Stu said I should, so I'm going to right well, now. Let me, I I don't want to pitch for this, and I I know I shouldn't be encouraging this, but let me just give you this one word: if ten thousand people were to light themselves on fire today, mm-hmm. that would pay for, in environmental terms, one Al Gore private jet flight, and isn't it worth it? Yes. Wouldn't you be able to? It's a carbon offset, really, right. isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you're no longer breathing, and Al Gore gets to fly wherever he wants. It's fantastic. And I really want him to be able to do that. It's unbelievable. Now, speaking of meat and uh, and, and and the lack thereof, um, PETA has uh, jumped into a, a really important fray. Um, this this kind of came up on, I think it was New Year's Day. Yeah, it did. It came, it came up on New Year's Day when Texas played Georgia. Um, and surprisingly beat Georgia, which was amazing to me. I, I didn't... I, that was a surprise, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think they'd, they'd be able to, but they did. They pulled it off 28-21. Well, before the game, Texas's mascot, which is a big longhorn steer, uh, got a little carried away and uh, kind of jumped over some fencing <laughs> and almost pushed some people around a little bit, mm-hmm. and then his handler got control of the situation really quickly. Well, PETA saw that happen, uh, and they have now uh, demanded that there be no more live animal mascots for any team anywhere. They've all got to they've they've got to get rid of Bevo at the University of Texas, which I think they've only used forever uh, a live bull, and the Georgia Bulldogs have a live bulldog uh, as their mascot. I think it's called Uga, and so uh, PETA is demanding that there be no more. Um, live animal mascots anywhere in college football or anywhere for that matter. 
They said it's quite possible that Bevo was simply scared by noise, lights, and the chaos of the stadium. And that doesn't change the fact, though, that uh, any of the humans standing nearby could have easily been trampled or that the animals could have been hurt or killed. Mm. And they don't want to see any of this going on anymore. No. But that was a scary situation just from the perspective of it was you know, it's a giant animal. Uh, an incredibly powerful big. animal. Yes. And at any point um, could break through the dumb little barriers they have for it. I was surprised and, at the dumb little barrier yeah. they had around Bevo. Because that's I've heard this from, you know, from ranchers, and it's obviously true. It's been something they've been done for a long time. But you don't need to put, like, a 40-foot wall to stop these animals from leaving. They just kind of see something, and they stop. They don't try to get through it. Even though they could get through it, they don't try to get through it. That's but the, he got pissed. He got pissed for some reason and went through it. I hope they. I hope they don't start realizing this. This would be a big like what, if whatever whatever yeah. you know whatever animal Twitter is out there. If they're sharing this this video right now, they're all going to realize. Wait, we could just walk through that thing. We could just <laughs> go out. This is a, we're going to have. They're going to be all over the place within a month. Yeah, if that goes viral in yeah. the animal kingdom, uh, we're toast. I'm not for internet censorship normally. But we need to keep this off cow Twitter. Keep it away from from cows, especially. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Pat and Stu for Glenn, who's back on Monday. You know, it's been a pretty ugly and wild ride for stocks uh, the last month or two, and uh, I mean, it's been such wild swings. It'll go down two or three percent one day, and then up six percent the next uh it's like one day last week it was over a thousand points up after dropping i don't know four thousand points during the year or whatever it was and that the scary part about that is if you go back to 2008 the same thing happened there were a lot of huge drops that everyone remembers but there's also some of the biggest gains in the history of the stock market that happened in that frame it was you know it shows just volatility and because apple has had, I guess, not quite the sales they expected for the iPhone, for the iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, their stock is down. Uh, the company has lost f- about $450 billion in market value since their peak <gasps> last year. $450 billion. In a year. In less than a year. They were worth $1.1 trillion last year. I, so now they're only worth seven hundred billion, which is a lot of money, and you know people are still doing well if you own Apple stock. But I mean, that's it's been devalued a lot in a very short amount of time. Really, yeah, geez, really fast too. I mean, yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's I mean, part of it they're, they're saying part of it is the trade situation, which is uh, affecting their business, which you mm-hmm. kind of expect with someone like Apple. If this is going to go on, it's not going to be good for them. Um, the other part of it is, uh, I mean, I just don't know. If there is a situation where it's worth it, like I mean, you know, the, the, to buy a thousand dollar phone, yeah, yeah. Because well, remember, it was one of those things where the the AT and T or Verizon used to be the ones subsidizing it, so you're really paying two hundred dollars, and then they're paying the rest, and they don't do that now. They don't do that. It's anymore. a different system. Yeah. So, so you got to pay a thousand bucks. It better be a pretty incredible innovation for me to pay a thousand dollars. I don't want just hey, the camera is a little bit clearer now. Yeah, that's I, what it is every I, time now. Yeah. It's well, or you can open it with your thumb. Yes. Well, and that was, I, that, I will <laughs> Look, say you touch it with your thumb and it opens. Okay. Well, I'm not sure that's worth a thousand dollars. That one's Maybe? worth every penny. And then the innovation from the thumb to the uh, face recognition is also worth every penny uh, because it saves you like one 80th of a second. Yes. Um, yes. But people are willing to do it for that. I honestly, it is. 
I can't imagine going back now. It is that it's one of those things really? that I, I made fun of it. Rather until than I had pushing it. four numbers, yes, uh, it's worth it for you. <laughs> yes, I, that's one of those. It's like as soon I was. That's, that is the dumbest thing amazing. I've ever heard. Let me try it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's changed my life. I will life. never go back. I can't believe we were so archaic. As I, I had to use my thumb. I know. Well, and it's like because I was first of all, I was typing numbers, and I have fat fingers, and I'd miss the buttons. So, yeah. so that yeah, was yeah. problem one. Then that solved it with the fingerprint thing, which again, I'm giving up all my security to Apple. I've given them my entire kingdom. I know. Uh, go ahead. We all have. Yeah. It's so it's embarrassing. But so then you put the the thumb on the scanner thing, and that was good until like a couple times you'd have to press it, and you know you'd have to potentially reset your thumb. <laughs> now yeah. you just look at the thing, and it opens. It's fantastic. <laughs> so that one I will actually defend as as an innovation so but like what what it usually winds up being to me is like they've created a way to make yourself into a dancing emoji (laughs) it's like i'm not nine years old like i don't i don't need Mm -hmm. the ability to make a cartoon character that looks like myself mouth my voice and anyone who's doing that more than one time to see it happen is there anyone unless you're a child like even my kid got sick of it after doing it one time. No, I'm holding out for the uh, for the camera going from a trillion pixels to a trillion and fifty tricks tri- pixels. pixels. That fifty, that last fifty, yeah, that big. last fifty is huge. That's big. to me. So I'm going to buy not just the Apple Ten, but the ten point one A, and maybe even the ten point one B. Uh, and I'll definitely get the 10.1 to the third power. Okay, that one's great. When that yeah. one comes out, I'm getting it. You know what I would pay $1,000 for like right now if they could if they could put a feature in my phone? Would be uh, a something that guarantees when you turn the camera on, it is not pointed at you. <laughs> I would like that. Anything like that to too. not see my fat face in that camera. <laughs> you turn that thing on because not, it's not a time where you're looking and you're expecting to be seen uh-huh. in a camera. It's just how everyone sees you every day. And you're in the middle, and you're like, I'm going to take a picture. And you look over, and you're just making this face. And you're like, good God, this is what these people see? They see this every day? <laughs> this monster? It's a bad reminder. It really is. That is the worst shock yeah, of a lifetime. Are you turn on your iPad, and you're playing when you press camera by mistake, and you just see a picture like looking up at yourself from like a low angle? Oh. oh no, thank you. That, you want to you burn yourself to death. That's what you want to do. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my gosh. Did, I just you, did you just encourage self-immolation? With Brussels oh sprouts. Oh my God! You should bring yourself with Brussels sprouts. Wow. You're listening to Glenn Beck.